Good evening and welcome. I welcome everybody to this, the fourth and last Sunday of the, um, of the Advent uh, retreat. Uh, the first Sunday of Advent always features the second coming of Jesus, waiting for him. The second and third Sunday always feature John the Baptist, waiting for the coming of the Lord. And the fourth Sunday of Advent always features Mary, but Mary uh, bearing Jesus within her. Uh, and the particular story that we focus on of Mary this year is on the visitation, Mary visiting her cousin Elizabeth. Uh, so we'll begin by reading that story from the Gospel of St. Luke. We'll read it uh, slowly and prayerfully, and if you like to read it together. Uh, so. Mary set out at that time and went as quickly as she could to the town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and she greeted Elizabeth. Now as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We will work with this Gospel together in the tradition of the Lectio Divina. Uh, and that is where we read a piece of scripture, we read it, then we meditate on it, and we pray. And as we're meditating on it, we're aware of the fact that God's word is for every generation, that what was written down many, many years ago uh, in, in, in the Gospels was meant to be read by us now, and we recognize it's speaking to our own generation as well. And in a sense, we can say, we can really say that what God did in any part of the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, God continues to do that same thing in our world today. Somehow in our lives, our families, our communities, our country and in the world, God is still doing what, 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 what he did in the Gospels. So in a way, when we meditate on the, medit on the visitation, we see how is God doing something similar in our lives and world today like he did in the visitation. So that's, that's how we will work together. Now, in our visitation story, there are four characters. There is Mary and Elizabeth, and there's Jesus and John the Baptist. Just four, four people. Mary is the woman of faith. Uh, hidden within her is the strongest force that has ever been in the world. Mary bearing Jesus in her womb. Uh, She's like the mustard seed Jesus will talk about later on, which is tiny now, but will become the greatest tree. Uh, now, as you meditate on Mary, uh, humble and, 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 and small in a sense that she's not an important person in the world that she's living in, uh, but yet a great, immensely rich and deep inside of herself as she bears Jesus, you might allow yourself to remember People you have known that were like that, maybe unassuming, not important in any public way, but there was a depth to them, 
woman of faith, pe people of man, not woman as you, as you reflect, a person of deep faith, uh, strong and powerful, and you remember them uh, as being blessed. So that would be a first meditation. Just say, see, but who comes to your mind that reminds you of Mary bearing Jesus within her? Indeed, it would be like St. Paul who could say, I live now, not I, but Christ lives in me. That in a sense that, that the person you think of that has indeed Jesus living in them. The first thing that Mary did, and if you were asked the question when she visited, you mightn't think of it, was that he, she greeted Elizabeth. And three times that greeting is referred to. Uh, in, the, in the very short story, the word greeting, three times it, 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 the, the, the greeting. And uh, uh, as soon as Mary, she, she, at the door, Mary greeted her. As soon as Elizabeth heard the greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And she said, as soon as your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. So there's a lot of emphasis put on that simple thing, the greeting that Mary gave. Uh, the, now, now, you might like to recall your experience of being greeted. Uh, Particular points in your life when somebody greeted you with warmth, maybe a person of faith like Mary greeted you with warmth, love, and affection, and it made a deep impression on you. And you maybe you remember it now years afterwards, the greeting that touched you deeply. Uh, and now, on the other hand, it might you might also think of the ordinary greetings that we, we that, in, that that go through our day. People we live with, we work with, we greet them every morning. And we might find that that greet is usually a greeting of friendship, of acceptance. And it makes, it, may, it makes a lot of difference to us. Uh, one of the comments during the, 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 the lockdown with the virus was that people missed that ordinary interchange with a lot of people in their lives. Not close friends, but people that they met, they greeted them, and it meant a difference, that contact with the other person. So you might like to, to, to think a little bit on the, 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 the place that greetings has in your life. Uh, we'll say a little prayer at this point because the, the, the Lectio Divina goes on the three steps of we, we read, we meditate, that's our little meditation on this verse, and then we pray. So Lord, we thank you for Mary, your mother and your perfect disciple. We thank you for her faith. She believed in the promise that made by the angel would be fulfilled. We thank you for our warm, deep greeting. And we thank you for that greeting in our lives and for the good people who greeted us with faith and love and acceptance. For Elizabeth, the visit was a moment of grace. Elizabeth was going on with her life, pregnant, waiting for a child to be delivered in due course. And suddenly Mary arrives at her door, a moment of grace. And uh, she, she's filled with the, her, her, she's, her, the child leaps in her womb, and she's filled with joy. Now, you may recall a moment when you were deeply touched by God, a moment, that, a moment of grace that surprised you and, 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 and touched you deeply. And, uh, uh, the, the, and you look back on it now and you remember that. Uh, say it may, it may be uh, something in nature that touched you, might be the beauty of another human being that touched you too. It might be a time of prayer, but somehow, unexpectedly, something touched you deeply. There was a, 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 
somehow was the action of God in your life. And you could remember that now and deal with gratitude and say, that was, that was a moment when God touched me, a moment of grace. Uh, you might like to ponder that for a little moment. And we thank God for the moments of grace that have been in our lives. We remember Mary herself. <laughs> Mary, she came to visit Elizabeth. And Mary, Mary it, 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 as you think of Mary going to visit Elizabeth, you might think of your own relationship with Mary over the years. Um, the, 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 you, you may remember how you became acquainted with her in childhood, perhaps your mother telling you about her. Uh, you may remember your relationship with her down through the years. Maybe it's close sometimes, not close at all other times. Uh, but you remember her, 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 your relationship with her. Uh, I remember in 1954, it was the Marian year, <laughs> and uh, uh, in our school every day, we recited the, uh, the special Marian year prayer. It was a long prayer for children. I mean, the prayer was for everybody, but for children reciting it was a long prayer. The opening line was, enraptured by the splendor of your heavenly beauty and impelled by the anxieties of the world, we cast ourselves into your arms, Immaculate Mother of Jesus and our Mother Mary. Well, that particular year, I was doing an examination in Tralee, and it was far from, from, from the country school where I was going. Uh, and we went to town to do the exam. And uh, it was an, an examination for a county council scholarship that would pay most of your fees for the five years, secondary, the fees weren't so high that time, uh, would pay the fees for the five years. So it was a very important event. And uh, uh, the, when it was over, I thought I'd failed. And I was very, very uptight, very upset about it. And, uh, but I, I remember the Marian prayer that we prayed. So I prayed that day and night for, for, for three or four months between the time of the exam and when the results came out in August. Uh, and to my great delight, I passed the exam. <laughs> and it, it really was a moment of blessing so that I couldn't easily forget Mary uh, after that. Pope Francis was in Mozambique back in just 2019, and he gave a wonderful address to a group of lay people, religious, and priests who were working in, the, in Mozambique when they came together. And uh, he, uh, he drew attention to the, the, the relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. And uh, the, he said that the, 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 the Mary represented the New Testament, the new world that was emerging that Jesus was bringing. And Elizabeth represented the Old Testament, the world that John the Baptist would preach to, to prepare for Jesus. But they, and they meet, they meet together. And what touches the, what touches the Pope is that they meet with, with respect and love, and it's a deep joy when they meet together. And he was seeing that as a model that was so necessary in our world today when people of difference meet, uh, whatever the differences are, they meet, but they, they can meet and they can welcome each other. Uh, I suppose Elizabeth and Mary meeting tended to remind me of long ago when you would hear stories of the, the daughter-in-law coming into the house uh, uh, and, and, and has to share the house now with the mother-in-law. And the relationship would often enough be, be not so easy. Uh, now, uh, yes, but Elizabeth, uh, is the model for, for, for welcoming the new 
and making space for it. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the old world now yields to the new. And uh, now some Jewish people, some of the Jewish people accepted Jesus. Many, many, most of them didn't. But Elizabeth is the one who, uh, the, the, the news comes to her and she welcomes wholeheartedly Mary, bringing Jesus within her. The whole new world is welcomed by Elizabeth. And what a wonderful person, a big-hearted person Elizabeth is to do that. So he told, uh, the Pope told, told this group of people gathered in Mozambique, he said, the church in Mozambique must be the church of the visitation. The church of the visitation. Uh, it cannot be part of the problem of rivalry, disrespect, division that pits some against others. That's the opposite of the visitation. But instead, it must be a, do a door to solutions. That's the visitation. Another example that the Pope has in mind, and he's very much concerned about that, 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 that relates closely to Elizabeth and, and Mary too, is, is the problem of migrants. Uh, that, that, uh, that, that, and that Mary and Elizabeth and stand as, 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 as a model for the, especially the European context, America as well, that have things, that have, that have the riches of the world that are being opening their doors to welcome those who come in. Uh, and, uh, Mary comes to visit Elizabeth, and he says of the Pope that the way Europe responds to refugees is often the opposite of, the, of welcome. I suppose if there was somebody in Europe that was like um, Elizabeth, it would be, it would be uh, uh, Mrs. Merkel <laughs> when she was, pre when she was pre premier in, 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 uh, in Germany. And uh, that at the, at the height of the crisis, I think it was the Syrians at the time, she opened the doors, and the best part of a million people came into Germany. Now, uh, you know, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary act of generosity. Now, that would, of course, when they come, would require uh, an awful lot of, of careful working out how you're going to fit in these people who come. Uh, uh, but at the same time, it's saying is that if we start with the door open, welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll do the best we can. We'll see what we can do. Now, your numbers are overwhelming us, so we can't do it all. So we'll get in touch with the other countries. We'll talk together. We'll see how can we make room in our world for you. So that's that's the the the, 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 the urgent visitation uh, invitation to to make way uh, after the model of Mary and Elizabeth in in, in, in that simple meeting in their home. Uh, the Pope had a phrase uh, in the in an ecumenical service just recently, a couple of weeks ago, when he was in Greece, uh, I think maybe maybe Cyprus. He said that barbed wire will be put in place so as not to let the refugees enter. And the refugees are the ones who come to ask for freedom, bread, help, brotherhood, joy. Who and and the the, the, the refugee is a person who's fleeing from hatred, and is now often faced with hatred that is called barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. We pray, Lord. We thank you for Mary, who visits and for Elizabeth, who welcomes her. We pray for the millions of refugees. May they find welcome as brothers and sisters, and may we all work together to create a just world where all may feel welcome 
and may feel at home. When St. Luke was writing this, his gospel and came to the story of the visitation, he is reminded of something in the Old Testament. And he sees this as a fulfillment of it. Uh, King David was, had to fight his way into Jerusalem to take, to take over the city of Jerusalem and to make it the capital of the new kingdom that he's setting up. And uh, one of the treasures of his people was the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was a chest and a box, just about the size, made, made of very precious wood, about the size of a family fridge. Now, it was, it was reverenced as the, the most special place of God's presence among his people. So that after the time of Moses coming through the wilderness and on up to the time of David, it was treasured and minded. And, uh, and, uh, so, so, so that, that, and it was a constant reminder, God is among us and here he is. And in this Ark of the Covenant is where we find him. Now, um, the, 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 um, so it was, it was utterly sacred. Now, when King David was bringing the ark, eventually he decided to bring the ark to, up to Jerusalem because he's in Jerusalem now, he'd bring up the ark. So he, 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 he's on his way to Jerusalem with the ark and then he gets frightened. He gets frightened. He's afraid to bring the ark home. So he puts the ark in the home of a man called Obed-Eman. O-B-E-D-E-D-O-M. Obed-Eman. So he brings the ark to the home of Obed-Edom and he leaves it there. And it remains in the home of Obed-Edom for three months. For three months. And then he heard, David heard it had brought great blessings to the home. So he said, well, I'll go now and I'll bring it up. So he goes to, to the home of Obed-Edom with all his regalia and all his followers. And they brought the, 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 the ark in solemn procession, but with great, great rejoicing. And David danced, whirling around before the Lord with all his might. <laughs> Most undignified. <laughs> uh, David uh, dancing, whirling around before the Lord with all his might, ahead of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, you see how St. Luke echoed that story without mentioning it at all. Uh, because for him now, Mary is the Ark of the Covenant, bearing Jesus within her. Uh, and... Uh, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, Elizabeth said, who am I to visit the mother of my Lord? And David had said, how can the ark of God come to me? <laughs> that was his response at the beginning. How can the ark of God come to me? And David danced with great joy and rejoicing. John the Baptist leaped, leapt in his mother's womb. <laughs> the, the, another form of the dancing repeated in, in, in the visitation story. And a little detail at the end of the story, it's not in the text already, but it comes a little afterwards, that, that it says that, that um, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months, and then she went back home. So the Ark of the Covenant that had been for three months in the home of uh, the, 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 the Obedeman, and the, uh, Mary stayed with Elizabeth three, three months, she being the Ark of the Covenant now. And of course, uh, remembering the... the, 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 the uh, the litany to Our Lady, Ark of the Covenant, is one of her titles. So we pray. Almighty God, in the time of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, you were present among your people in the Ark of the Covenant. 
you were more wonderful you, you were more wonderfully present in the womb of Mary when she came to visit Elizabeth. We praise you, we worship you now as you're present among us in the Eucharist and as you're present in our hearts and our souls. Amen. We'll take a little quiet moment now and a little after our break we will we, we will talk together and we can share our meditations and our prayers. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen.